That's a little bit of a throwback. If you've been listening to Section 336 for seven years, then you will remember that from our at least our first year. I don't know when we stopped doing it, but I know we did it a bunch in the first year where that was our music looking ahead to the upcoming weekend. Or in this case, we're going to look back to this past weekend. So it is Monday, July 27th. Got a little later in the morning, but it's still Monday, July 27th. Um, and the Orioles, I think, surprised some people this weekend. So we saw, got to see three games. And let's just start with, isn't it great that baseball is back? And we'll talk later in the week about TV announcers, radio announcers, because all that changed this year. But right now, I just want to enjoy that baseball is back. And let's look at these three games. Three games in Boston to start the season. We all put out our projections. I believe my projections were, I was very positive with 23, 22, 23 wins. I'll have to go back and check section 336 from last week as we did our bold predictions episode. So go there and you can check and see uh, exactly what I predicted as well as Matt. And I think I made some pretty bold predictions in that mix, but I was pretty happy with my selection of 23 wins for the Orioles. I don't know if after this weekend I need to add a couple. This weekend was fun, wasn't it? But let's start with Friday night. Friday night, we know it was a late scratch. Or it wasn't even a late scratch, midweek scratch where Tommy Malone would be the starter. And I think we all knew, well, it's not going to go well. So the Orioles lost Friday night 2-13, to 13, as you know. And suddenly that kind of matched all of our expectations for the season. So we didn't really get too upset about it. We just kind of laughed. And somehow we all sat through and watched that entire game just because we enjoyed having baseball back. And I really think the story of that game was the pitching. And I think the whole story of this weekend, well, there's a few stories. And one of them is the pitching. So the pitching on Friday night, Malone went three innings, gave up four hits and four runs. Not great. Cody Carroll... Four runs given up with one hit. He walked three guys. Cody Carroll was my big disappointment for the night. Uh, The funny thing about Cody Carroll is that he does not have an ERA with that horrible performance. Uh, Lackins came in, two innings, five hits, two more runs. David Hess came in, three innings, seven hits, three more runs. So we've got... Three guys there with a 12 ERA, a 9 ERA, and a 9 ERA. And, of course, Lack, uh, Carroll without an ERA yet. So, really horrible performance from, uh, from those guys. Cody Carroll could not get the ball over the plate. The other guys could not keep the ball in the yard. It was no good. Um, and that's, what, that's fine. We all went to bed Friday night with, well, that's the Orioles. Um, you know, made, the, made all the jokes on Friday and Saturday. Oh, well, maybe we can bring in Dr. Fauci to pitch for us because our pitching looked so bad. But the pitching changed on Saturday, and then it continued on Sunday. And those games, I think, 
those games were both a whole lot of fun. I will say the one other takeaway from the Friday night game is that we were still hitting the ball. We got six hits. We only got two runs, but we did get six hits down with, uh, with their ace on the mound. But that takes us to Saturday. After that big slump of a loss, the Orioles bounce back. They get 10 hits, seven runs, and they beat the Red Sox 7-2. to two. Alex Cobb went over five innings uh, with only four hits and one run. Cobb was an awesome. I wish we had Cobb that way any other time of his career since he's been an Oriole. That would have been really helpful when our team was projected to do well and win. After that, Fry came in, pitched uh, not so great, gave up three hits and got pulled. Castro looked good, but I think he was only in for one batter, got one strikeout. Richard Blower came in, in and a half, two strikeouts. I really like the way he's looking this year. And Givens came in, and Hyde broke the Givens rule. We all know the Givens rule is you do not bring him in the eighth. Because if you bring him in the eighth, he'll fall apart in the ninth. But he brought him in in the eighth. He did fine in the ninth. Got two strikeouts for the Orioles. So that was a lot of fun as well. And the fun continued then on Sunday, which, I, again, none of us projected. We all just took, oh, well, Saturday it's Cobb on the mound. If we have Cobb, if we have Means, we're in good shape. But Sunday we had Wade LeBlanc. So we weren't going to do anything good. But nope, we won 7-4. to And LeBlanc, LeBlanc's box, box says 5.2 innings, 4 hits, 4 runs, uh, 2 home runs. Which doesn't sound great, but LeBlanc pitched really well. I was very impressed with LeBlanc. Um, the first two hits of the game for the Red Sox were home, were home runs, and they were solo shots. So I was impressed with LeBlanc. Uh, Castro then came in, pitched well. Tanner Scott pitched great. And then this guy, Sulcer. Did you know who Sulcer is? Because this is the first time I've seen Sulcer pitch. Cole Sulcer, who uh, I really don't know his background. I should have looked that up before doing this. But he was with Tampa last year, and he was annoyed that he did not make the postseason roster with Tampa. Then they let him go, and the Orioles were able to pick him up. So he went. Two innings last night, or yesterday afternoon, and uh, only gave up one hit, got two strikeouts. He was very fun to watch. I like that kid. Um, that could be a, turn out to be a really good grab by the Orioles. And the hits continued. The hit continued with 10 hits yesterday. And Ruiz got his second home run yesterday. So that's exciting. That guy's... Of course, he didn't play on Saturday. He might have been able to get three this weekend, the way he's hitting the ball. Um, so, And Chris Davis got his first hit on Saturday, Sunday, which is great, because if you remember last year, he went like 0-35 or something before he got his first hit. So it's nice. He's been hitting the ball hard all weekend. He got on base with a couple walks, but it was good to see him get a hit and get that off monkey off his back on, Saturday, on Sunday. So now the Orioles head to Miami. And everyone is freaking out because the Marlins had three or four players come down with COVID. And they're figuring it out. And they were in Philly while they were at it. So if you're concerned about how well they clean Marlins Stadium or Marlins Park, don't worry about it. They were in Philadelphia. And trust MLB in this. MLB has a process. Four 
three, four starters on a team sounds scary. But they've got a process for this where they put those people in isolation. They do the test. They test you every day. We have to, if we want this baseball season to work, we need to trust Major League Baseball and not panic every time someone gets the coronavirus. These are guys in their 20s, 30s, in the best shape of their lives. For the most part, they should be able to handle the coronavirus. We've already seen um, Soto on the NAT test positive and then test negative right afterwards. So there's always the chance of, of tests being false positives. We've seen White Smith Jr. and Anthony Santander get the coronavirus and come back and now play in. So we can't, all this fear that we've been building up for four months, five months, however long it's been, of the coronavirus, we can't let that affect what we think about Major League Baseball. We've got to trust the process, see the process work. We should be concerned if we see the process fail. If we see a team quarantine three guys and then two days later six guys have it, that's when we should be concerned. We, we shouldn't be concerned on the first report because the first report just means they're following the process. And come on, I'm down here in Florida. I know what the news is telling you guys. I see it when I turn on the national news. They tell you if I open up my windows, I am getting the coronavirus because I live in the state of Florida. It's not that bad down here. Now, Miami is a little worse as far as areas of Florida. But that is not because of people at the hotel. That is not because of people at the stadium. It's a lot of other places. You're not going to see the Orioles at Walmart in Miami. They're going to take every precaution. They're going to be at the hotel. They're going to be at Marlins Park. Major League Baseball has this all worked out. So I really don't think an Oriole will get the COVID because they are in the state of Florida or because they're in the city of Miami. You don't get it just by going to a location. You then have to be around people that have it. And Major League Baseball is doing a really good job with containing this and having a plan. So let's see how it happens. Tonight is the time where we get to see more and tomorrow about this Orioles pitching staff. Because tonight is Ash, Asher Wojciechowski. He's on the mound against Lopez. We all know the Marlins and the Marlins had a very similar projections as the Orioles to be really bad this year. But they went into Philly this weekend and they beat them two out of three games. So going into this game, both teams are two and one. So we've got two games in Miami, and then the Marlins just come on back with us. And we then play two in Baltimore. So it should be a fun week of a team that's, a, I guess, the same level of us as us. We'll find out. Let's see what happens. Uh, still questions about the pitching staff because we haven't gotten through the rotation, and we've seen some weaknesses in the bullpen. But I'm really excited about this offense and the way they're hitting the ball. So let's see what happens tonight when we get up into Miami. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's now the home for Section 336, 336 Daily, and Film Study with Ken McCusick because it's the easiest way to make a podcast 
everything you want in one place. You can record and edit on the website or the app if you don't know what you're doing with audio, no problem. And they take care of the distribution. They get you onto iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all that stuff. And again, they'll help you monetize it with little ads like this. So go ahead and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com.